0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to LRC Chats. Today, I have the pleasure of meeting with Joy from our Federal Credit Union. Joy, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Thanks, Edward. Um, Hi, my name's Joy. I'm the Vice President of Cal Poly Federal Credit Union. I'm thrilled to be here. I love talking about the credit union. I've been with the credit union for over 16 years and in the financial services industry for over 30. And a little bit about the credit union, Uh, we serve the campus community since 1961 and we're located in the Bronco Student Center next to Roundtable. We serve uh, students, faculty, staff, alumni, and family members of our members. And students represent more than the majority of our membership. So we offer a lot of banking products and the latest in banking technologies, anything that you would expect from a bank um, with on no monthly fee, so that's always the key there. Um, one of the most frequently questions that I receive from students is like, what's the difference between a bank and a credit union? And so they're pretty much similar as far as what they offer, as far as products, services, loans, and things like that, and technology. But there's one really big key difference, and that's the core value of the credit union. So um, when a bank they have their board of directors and when the board of directors meet and they make business decisions um, those business decisions are really based towards profit because they want to keep their shareholders happy their investors and so when my board meets and my board represents um, they're all members, but they represent 80% of our alumni. We have retired staff as well and faculty. And when my board meet, their decisions are not based on what makes profit. Their, their decisions on what to charge, what services to offer, what loan rates to charge are based on what makes our membership happy. Mm-hmm. And so a credit union is not for profit, it's for service. And one of the nice key things about the credit union is 100% of our profits return back to the campus community in the form of enhanced services, also our financial literacy outreach into the campus and especially for students, and then also scholarships and sponsorships to the university.
0: Wow, yeah, that's actually really nice and it makes a lot of sense that at a university we should have a credit union instead of a bank, right? Um, so we can feel good about using that service as students.
1: Absolutely, and we're owned by our members. So basically, those that are part of the Cal Poly Pomona, they own the Cal Poly Federal Credit Union. Right. Nice. That's really good to know.
2: So you, um, one of the things that you talked about, and I uh, admire the credit union for doing that because I feel like no one else is doing it. It's the uh, financial literacy, right? Um, and I, you know, I actually did some research and I went through some of the subjects that you guys talk about, and one of them is um, how students can develop a budget and how can they maintain it. Can you talk a bit about that?
1: I'd love to, Alex. Um, That's really kind of my passion. I work with students all the time, and they come in, and they're depositing or having directly deposited their financial aid, and that financial aid is supposed to last them the whole semester. And so then they'll come in like a month later after their direct deposit and say, where did my money go? and they've still got, you know, four months to go, and they went through it in a month, a month and a half. And so budgeting's key. And so uh, personal finances can be really stressful. Um, Making sure that you have enough funds to cover yourself for the whole semester can be very stressful. Mm -hmm. And students, they need to focus on their studies. There's enough stress. Um, in regards to your studies, one of the last things that you should be stressing out about is finances. So this is a perfect time for students to start their budgeting process at the beginning of a semester. Know what your financial picture looks like. Know what your resources are. So resources for a college students would be look through your financial aid. You've got grants if those are awarded to you, scholarships. Um, Hopefully, uh, family members uh, or friends or guardians can assist you as well. More than 84% of college students have a part-time job, so there's income there. So know what those resources are and how you can obtain those resources. Uh, Scholarships free money, and so take the time to do... The essays and get as many scholarship applications as you can out there um, to increase that big resource for you and then the next equation is expenses and so track your expenses know where your money's going um, a good period of time is one month look to see any time that you take out your debit card and swipe any time you take out your credit card to swipe if you carry cash who carries cash right, right. if you carry cash log that and keep track of where your money's going and then evaluate how your your money's going and where it's going to um, when you're creating a budget know the difference between the things that you want and the things that you need so an example of something that a student would need would they have to make sure that they have their tuition covered their fees covers books housing transportation Definitely their cell phone, because who can get without a cell phone? But although a cell phone would be a necessity, but what's your plan cover? How can you negotiate a smaller plan, um, less expensive for yourself? So know what um, you need to keep you here on campus to continue your education. Make sure your resources are going towards those needs first before you budget towards those wants. Okay, and once would be, I don't know, a nice trip to Vegas over the weekend, you know, or something like that.
0: Well, I, I think that's kind of a need sometimes.
1: <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so um,
0: I'm curious, let, can we build on those wants a little bit? Um, what are some more examples of, of that that you see our college students specifically looking at?
1: As a credit union on a college campus, we embrace education, so we do a lot of workshops to students. And one of the exercises that I do on budgeting to the students is I have them do a list of five necessities, things that not everyone would consider a necessity, but they do. And so it's very common uh, for maybe a music major, their necessity is music. So their necessity is purchasing music, their necessity is um, streaming. And so maybe um, another major wouldn't consider music a necessity, but absolutely for that, you know, for that music um, major. Also, you know, gym memberships and and things like that would, someone would say, a gym membership, not necessarily something you need, but it is because you need to de-stress. So, it's whatever makes that student happy that makes that student healthy and keeps that student involved in campus and involved in their studies.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice way of looking at it. Like, there's nothing that's necessarily off limits because I think we hear that a lot, right? This is good and this is
1: bad. Right, That's yes, yes. Right. Now, if you were taking a vacation, you know, every month, right. yeah, no. Okay. But if you can, and we'll probably talk about that when we go into how you develop that budget, right. is if you can finance those things that are your want-necessities, things that you want that others wouldn't consider a necessity but to you, they are because that's what keeps your passion and that's what keeps your drive yeah. and keeps you mentally sound yeah. so that you're not stressing out.
2: OK, got it. Right. Yeah. So we're hearing like what should be doing to, you know, maintain a healthy budget. But what's like the first step that a student hearing this podcast right now could start doing to get to that?
1: OK, great. Um, That would be like getting your budget together and like i said the beginning of a semester is probably the best i would take advantage of technology so there's a lot of budgeting apps that are out there so um, some that i know of it would be mint pocket guard you need a budget is a really good app Um, wally for apple and wally plus for android is really good What of these budget apps do for you is they help you track spending, um, and then evaluate your spending. So when you're doing a budget, there's a couple of things that you need to do is you need to track your spending. And then after you track your spending, and let's say over a period of 30 days, then the next thing that you need to do is evaluate how you spent. And did you spend wisely? Did you spend frivolously in a particular category? And most often when a student goes through their tracking of expenses and then going to the next stage and evaluating how they spent, they're just shocked about how much they spent on high-end beverages or food, eating on campus, mm-hmm. things like that. That's definitely area that you can change your focus and that doesn't become, food is a necessity, but eating on campus isn't a necessity. So how can you pivot that to encourage yourself to save and spend less? And so that that is what I call creating alternatives. So when you track your spending, then you're going to look in each of your spending categories, and you're going to ask yourself, is that the best use of my money? So in my example, students are surprised about how much money that they spend on High-end beverages. So let's say they would go and they would go to a high-end beverage place every day and easily spend five dollars, right? right? I mean, you're lucky if you get out of that place for under five. Right, yeah,
2: and so, we we all know what places that, right? Yeah, it yeah. starts with have, an S and then <laughs> <Yeah, Arbus. laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah,
0: sorry. I didn't say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, we all kind of know, and there's more than just that S shop, but. Also, not just coffee, but if you're looking at it, that's also the protein shakes and that kind of stuff, the the high-end beverages. And you can easily spend $5 without even thinking about it. And if you did that every day, Mm -hmm. that equates to $157.50 a month. So then you're going to say, is that the best use of my money, $157 for coffee? That's crazy.
2: Will you say that one of the biggest traps that students fall into is not planning ahead or planning months and and, in advance right because I don't I just look at today and this week and I don't think like if I go to Starbucks every day of this week I'm going to end up you know paying $40 this week right
1: exactly and it's not until you track do you realize where your money's going so tracking is key and then um, I'm going to talk about technology a little bit further that kind of keeps you on track so you're going to evaluate that you spend $157 on coffee and then you would find alternatives on how you would reduce that spend. So what are some ways that you would reduce your daily visit to that S place?
2: <laughs> Bringing coffee from home.
1: Right, brew it at anything. home, right? That's probably $20 a month, so you're already you already saved yourself Alex $137 without even really trying. Or maybe you don't go every day, you only go once a week, kind of treat yourself. That's probably a savings of probably $130 as well. Um, So in frequency, as well as brewing at home, if you buy the Cal Poly mug from Saddles in the Bronco Student Center, um, you can get a refill for a dollar. That's what I do. My coffee expense is $5 a week, so I'm happy.
0: That's a big savings over the alternative. I think.
1: Right? Right? And so right there in that example, um, I gave you, what, four or five different examples and it took us less than a minute to kind of see how we could save over $100 just on one expense. So can you imagine if you did that evaluation on each of your spending categories, how well you would do? And just um, adding on that, um, Alex, is when you said it takes planning. So we can all agree it's kind of expensive eating here on campus. So plan. So stop at the Aldi or the the Stater Brothers and do your shopping for the week, and make those lunches and just pack them. Bring yourself a breakfast bar, and so you don't have to get that coffee. And you bring your thermos, and you're you're good to go. And you're gonna you're gonna see the rewards at the end of the month and see how much you did reduce your spend.
0: Yeah, great. So it sounds like so far our steps are that we need to assess how much money we have coming in. And then we need to assess how much money we have going out, um, preferably over 30, uh, 30, not year, 30 day period, tracking that spending and then trying to find alternatives for those really high ticket items. And that's all great. And that's easy. And that's super great advice. But it's really hard to stay motivated, I feel like. So if I say I'm not going down to buy my favorite $5 drink every morning. you know, I'm good for the first three days, and then like by Thursday, it's like Friday Eve, and I'm ready to go spend my $5. How do I stay motivated to maintain that budget?
1: That's a good question. Um, students, you know, you not just students, I think just consumers, they can stay engaged and interested in something for a short period of time, and then there's something else that they're moving on to. Mm. So I would say take advantage of technology so if you have um if your students bank at a bank or a credit union or cal poly federal credit union <laughs> ding, ding, take ding. advantage <laughs> take advantage of our technology download the mobile app take a look at your balance every day i don't think that that's too frequent take a look at your balance every day so you know mentally how much money you have and then as you're spending, you're deducting that money. So you, that swipe doesn't just become a real quick swipe and you never, don't think about it a second time. You're actually doing the math and saying, oops, there went $20, you know? And so you really feel it um, instead of the disconnect. When you, when you used to swipe without a budget and without looking at your balance, there really is a disconnect when you swipe and you just don't even think about it. And we've so frequently. Um, or insert because it's the chip technology now. So who swipes? Or now tap well, tap. Or tap. Oh, tap. There um, you go. are <laughs> looking at it anyway. Right?
0: Exactly. Tap phone, right?
1: Just tap your phone. Okay. So um, take advantage of that technology. Look at your balance every day. Also, the technology of the push alerts. So that would be, for, if your student isn't aware of what that is, is you, you register your debit card within your me- mobile app. And you get an alert on your phone whenever your card is swiped or inserted or tapped mm-hmm. and that way it's engaging you're like yeah i did spend 16 dollars. Mm-hmm. yes i did go to that high-end coffee sp- place and spend five dollars so you're just a- another reminder that i went off my budget here or i'm staying on my budget here so it's either kind of a reward going yay Mm -hmm. Or okay, I'll do better tomorrow. So it's an easy way of staying on track or rewarding yourself, kind of playing that game with yourself. Yay, I saved this month or I saved this week.
0: Good, nice. And then we avoid the awkward standing there crossing your fingers,
2: yeah,
1: like, hoping it's not declined. Please, climb. please yeah. go through. I need this. And then when <laughs> it
2: gets declined, you don't have to be that loud,
0: right, first yeah. of all. You don't uh, have to be that guy. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Your card's declined. Right. <laughs> Who wants to hear those words? Right. Are you yeah. sure? Can you do it more time? I <laughs> think I it's that bank's fault. don't <laughs> yeah, think it's new one. It's It's <laughs> <fault. laughs>
2: Um, So, you know, we talked about some of the uh, things that as a student we do, um, but what are some of the other common traps that students experience uh, that you see often?
1: You know, I think I alluded to this earlier is one of the things is I'll get a student that puts their complete financial aid in their checking account, and then they come in and say, oh, where'd my money go? Mm -hmm. And so um, I always talk to that student about prioritizing their spending, and so students, keep your money separate so know do your budget prioritize your spending know how much your monthly expenses are and take that financial aid and put that in a savings account because we know with your mobile app transferring funds between your savings and a checking account is very very easy it only takes a second so Know what your monthly expenses are. Transfer that amount into your checking account and keep the balance in your savings account. That way you're not overspending because you will swipe or... Or you know, insert your chip, and you'll get a decline if you overspent for that month, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the whole goal is make sure that you're staying on budget, and that helps you stay on budget. So that if the end of the month goes by and they have money in their checking account, woohoo! Great party time, um, reasonably, yeah. or. <laughs> Or they can transfer that over to their savings account. So it's a win-win. And then if they're having to pull money from their savings account to their checking to cover additional expenses for that month, then they'll know, my budget didn't work for me this month. What could I have done differently? And then they're doing that evaluation process again so that they can stay on top. Because the last thing anyone wants to happen is that student runs out of money before the next financial aid comes in or whatever the next resource comes in. this podcast is brought to you by academic skills and the learning resource center at Cal Poly Pomona academic skills is a team designed to give students the opportunity to discover the student they want to be among the tools we offer is LRC letters our newsletter this online publication shows an overview of all of our tools as well as exciting information about academic skills and other resources on campus Our creations are all designed for you, the students, to transform the way you learn.
2: So before we went into uh, the commercial, we were talking about savings. Um, And I know a common um, thing that older people preach is that you should be saving at least 10% of your paycheck. Do you agree with that?
1: I do, Alex. So are you saying that I'm an older person? No, no I'm just saying, be real careful. I'm, I'm, just
2: saying, I'm just saying my mom always tells things yes. 10% of your picture.
1: I, I agree with that. I agree with that um, scenario. And so in the previous scenario, I said if you had money left over, place it into your savings account. You should always, there's a savings philosophy that's called pay yourself first. And how pay yourself first works is if you get a paycheck, Before you get it directly deposited or whatever you're doing with that check or, you know, physically taking it to the bank or credit union, you can automatically divert through your payroll a percentage of it. So it's 10% or a particular dollar amount to a savings account that you choose. So wherever wherever your savings is, so that could be at a bank or a credit union, devote a particular percentage to that and have that to where it's just automatically saved so that you never even have to think about it. Now studies show that young adults that learn how to save and young adults that are mindful of where they're spending Become very solid investors and financially savvy consumers later into their adulthood and so although retirement seems so far from, for, away for you guys um, it's never too late to start savings and then as soon as you graduate you start pr- your professional um, d- uh, career you need to start focusing on your retirement to make sure that you've got enough funds to retire
2: and even well, if it's too much for you to think about retirement, think about, you know, you're going to have bad days, right? So it's always good to have savings. And I feel like that's one of the common traps that students uh, experience is that we don't think ahead. Um, So, for example, me, you know, I had to pay parking permits and textbooks this semester, and I didn't plan for that throughout throughout the summer, so I had to wait for my financial aid to kick in. Um, So how would you recommend students to, you know, start developing that... um, Self discipline to start, you know, saving money because it's sometimes really hard to, you know, take the, that 10% away from your paycheck because you want to spend it on new shoes or a new backpack or whatever, right?
1: So, when they're creating that budget, mm-hmm. um, they're gonna include them. When they start creating that budget, they're gonna include savings as part of their element. So if that's 10% or if that's a specific dollar amount, then they put that away in savings and they just don't touch it. And so I have students that have uh, sub-savings accounts that they call don't touch account or emergency fund. And there was a recent research that showed that 80% of consumers don't have an emergency fund. And they, they identified an emergency fund a thousand dollars they didn't have they didn't have 80% of consumers don't have a thousand dollars to cover an emergency so where do they go when an emergency happens they go to either a loan or to their credit card and so when they put it on a credit card okay it took care of that emergency but now they're going to be burdened with a monthly a monthly credit card payment now and the interest rate on that and so now they're expenses for their months are just you know doubled or not true I'm sorry are increased by whatever that visa payment or credit card payment is so it's important to to be disciplined I know it's kind of hard to say I'm on a student budget it's really difficult to find that 10% or 20% but discipline so that you do have that emergency savings so that you're not relying on credit that you you know become a a solid, financially solid consumer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just a good way to back up that how to stay disciplined from what you said earlier was identifying those necessities which I really like that word um, and then saying, is this really that important to me or is my savings more important to me? Um, so I think that that was a great tip and a good way to tie them together.
2: So one of the common um, you know, arguments against the Krityun that I hear often uh, among students is you know, it's great to have this credit union on campus, but I don't want to come in every time I have to deposit my check or do a transaction, or what happens when I graduate? Like, I don't want to keep coming back to Cal Poly Pomona to do these transactions, right? But you were telling me
1: that that's not the case. Can you elaborate on that? happy to, because yeah, I do hear that. I'll get, I'll get students that come in and they'll look around, because honest our office is very small they'll look around and they'll say oh how many branches do you have we have one branch um but we have all the technology that you could possibly want and so um alex edward when was the last time that you were at your bank or credit union physically in their location
0: i think i went once maybe Four years ago, <laughs> sounds like all right. Two years to ago, get a free yeah. cup of coffee, <laughs>
1: right? right? So, yeah. typically, typically is you go in, you open your account, and you probably don't go back for quite some time, unless you miss, miss their friendly smiles and you know you can come in and say hi. Uh, but you don't. You really don't need to because if you needed cash, we've got the the one ATM on campus. But did you know our campus is part of a cooperative? Uh, The credit union is cooperative, we're owned by our members. So our ATM is part of the cooperative, we're owned, we are part of the cooperative, and most credit unions in California are, that um, you can use my, if you have an account at a credit union, you can use my ATM for deposits or withdrawals. And we would not charge you, and your credit union won't charge you. You can't say that for Bank of America. So uh, also, if you're out and about, and let's say you decide to take that uh, trip um, for the weekend to San Diego, there's co-op ATMs, there's over 38,000 co-op ATMs that you can use for deposits and withdrawals, never ever incurring any fee. So we're just as far away as an ATM. But then you're also going to get your debit card. So it's MasterCard. So wherever MasterCard debit's accepted, just swipe it or tap it from your phone and you're good to go. We have got remote deposit capture. Just take a picture of your check, send it to us. So it's in your account. So any technology, we've got it. Whatever you're using at that financial institution, we've got it.
2: So at this point, there's no excuse not to be part of the Federal Credit Union.
1: Oh, yeah. You become a member, and isn't it fantastic to be a member of your university's credit union? Right. And I have I have an alumni, um, and that's one of the concerns, too, is I'm graduating. Do I have to close my account? No, absolutely not. We want your account. Um, I, I, I have members that bank with us all over the country, and so if they need something in a different time zone, They text us, and so we'll just text back an answer, a response, and we'll make sure whatever they need happens.
0: Okay. Nice. Great. So this all sounds really good. Where can students come again to find you?
1: So we're in the Bronco Student Center, uh, right next to Round Table Pizza. We invite you in. So it's really easy to get your membership open, so you can just visit our website, which is Cal Poly F-C-U, for federalcreditunion.org or just Google us, uh, Cal Poly Federal Credit Union. And you can look on our, we have a heart that says welcome. You just click on the heart and that'll send you into our membership application. You can learn some more about our products and services. And if you're looking for resources for students, I have one that is Welcome Bronco, it's Billy Bronco. Click on there tons of resources for the students who so we've been talking about budgeting all morning. So I have a student budget there. Um, I also have a free website search that's hosted by Sally May. So it's tons of scholarships that are available. So uh, do that research too. That's really um, accessible to the students. Um, another thing that we do, as I mentioned that we really embrace financial literacy is we host on um, different uh, video topics. So they're titled It's A Money Thing. So if you go to our website, I always have an It's A Money Thing video banner. And each month I change it out to a different topic. Currently I have about 40 in our library on all sorts of topics. So if your listener wants to explore more about budgeting or savings, they can just go in on our website, click on the It's A Money Thing banner and just explore the topics there. I have several on. Uh, credit management, as well as savings and budgeting, and all slew of stuff. They're written specifically for college students, so they're probably about two minutes long. They have a little bit of humor and a, a good educational points. All
2: right. Thank you so much.
1: I appreciate mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks well, for we'll having me. Credit Union soon. All right. <laughs> soon, soon. Fantastic. Thank you.